Hi, welcome to the Self-Sabotage Show with me, Damien Colhane. Today, I'm interviewing Jodie Bartholomew, who is originally from the United States of America. She's now living in Germany and moved there several years ago. She'll tell us more about that in a moment, I'm sure. And she has a background in psychology and also in um, the area of Kundalini Yoga more recently. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Jodie. Welcome to the show and uh, tell us a bit more about yourself. Hi, thanks, Damien. So, yeah, I, I grew up in the U.S. and um, twenty from the time I was four until twenty-four, I spent that time in Hawaii and lived in a few other states before I met my German husband. Right after my psychology degree in Davis, California, and then three months later, moved to Germany. Yeah. And what were you doing in Germany for that time? Because you were teaching English, I think, for a while, weren't you? And then you were doing coaching and all sorts. So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, the, the first 10 years I was teaching English in um, first in a, a private school. Um, and then I started teaching English through the, um, what's it called? The, um, not the English department, but the, the foreign language department in, in a couple different universities here. And we were basically moving around because my husband was doing his habilitation, which is training to become a professor. And so I was getting jobs in whatever I could, could do when I was moving around. So I did a lot of um, private teaching and then teaching at the university. And um, I spent about seven years after that, um, after doing the teaching as a ceramic artist and selling my pieces through a, a gallery store in um, one of the little towns up north. And after that, we made the final move to Dortmund. And here I did a training as a job coach for people with disabilities and did two years of that and became a bit afraid about the um, having to do the whole thing basically by myself. I just wasn't trusting myself. And so I ended up finding a job uh, working with refugees where I thought I was going to be in a team and I <laughs> ended up being by myself again, but this time teaching in German. And uh, so that was very challenging. And then um, after it kind of hitting a high point of, of self-sabotage, I would say, then I, I quit work and a couple years before that I had started doing kundalini or practicing kundalini yoga and noticing that the stress that I was bringing in from work was just really dissipating and there was things that were happening in the, during the practice that just left me feeling like I, I wanted this more intensive I wanted to know more about this and so I ended up taking a teacher's training <clears throat> having no idea that the work was going to be completely on me working mm. on mm. inner Jody. Yeah. Great. So there's lots for us to talk about today. Um, before we get into the sabotage area, because we're going to have a conversation around that, tell us a little bit more about how you would describe Kundalini Yoga for those people maybe who are not familiar with it. How would you describe it fundamentally? Um, we, it, um, we, we do, um, I'm, I'm, because I teach it in, in German and learned it in German, I'm, I have to think a little bit to translate. So yeah. we, we do positions basically and hold them sometimes for a very long time, or there's a movement there that's for a very long time as between two and 11 minutes. And there's always music that very much touches different things, either for motivation or for needing to touch the soul um, is, is the way I can put it. And um, there's a lot of breathing technique. So we, we use it often either long and deep or a very fast and um, strong breath or something that we call the fire breath. And the breath has a lot to do with, um, it's not taught, but this is my experience is bringing out fears that, you know, this sometimes this, I can't breathe, um, fear comes up for me and um, so it's, it's sort of working with the body to, to, to bring about a body-mind-soul connection. 
and that's again that's through through experience and not what's necessarily what you would see in a in a kundalini class but it, it mm. really has a lot a lot to do with bringing bringing all of you back together again bringing your bind to work with you as opposed to against you and um, going beyond your comfort zone and that that has has really been a, a changing factor for me in my life wow and it must be really rewarding being able to now teach that as well to teach yeah. others how to use those techniques for themselves that's amazing wow and in a second language as well so that's really a whole other level so tell us a little bit about the areas of your life where you've experienced sabotage then because we, this is the self-sabotage show so we we discussed uh, talking about sabotage so tell us about your experience with that um i i think it's it pretty much is prevalent through, or it still is there, but it, I say, was um, prevalent through most of my life. So through my relationships, my friendships, um, learning that not good enough. Um, I, I had learning blocks um, and particularly with things that didn't come easy for me. So math, anything that had some kind of a, a logic, I, I seem to have a completely different way of thinking. And so my logic classes were, okay, I got it. And then I would um, come back to the TA with my new um, thesis and he said, um, no. And <laughs> so it was sort of um, this, this prevalent throughout my life of I'm not good enough and needing to be liked, um, fear of rejection. Um, yeah, and then, and then of course, course because of that it became a, a protective thing for me so if I if I felt like someone if someone was let's say pushing my buttons um, I became maybe aggressive with my words um, I remember pinching uh, a couple boyfriends um, there was a control mechanism that had to be there a manipulation and a complete disrespect of myself so the, the question was in which areas of my life. So it, it was prevalent pretty mm. much in every area. I could, mm. When I look back, I can see how much it, it stopped me from doing what I needed to do in my life to grow. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that, because obviously it is a very personal journey to discuss and talk about. So we're really grateful that you're vulnerable to be able to talk about it. So if there was sort of one area that would be useful for you to talk about for listeners to really understand how self-sabotage can impact you, which area would you say has been most affected by the sabotage? Uh, I think... Hmm. Two, two really strong ones, but I think, so a relationship is definitely one, but my growth, um, mm. that I held myself back for so long because of fears, because of not feeling good enough, and just kind of saying to myself, I don't have to do that, and, and so I didn't, and I just ignored every impulse of fulfilling a dream, fulfilling a goal, and that's not completely true because I, so moving to Germany, I had no idea what I was getting into with not understanding the language. Losing your language for two years is really a challenge. Mm. But, um, and, and I, I'm brave in the sense of when something was there that I wanted to learn, for instance, the, the, um, the psychology training or doing the job coaching my, my oldest sister is mentally disabled and so that for me was sort of a I really wanted to do that and and the description of that was really interesting and it was just sort of okay I'm, I'm going for it and um yeah so in that sense I'm brave but there, there comes a point where and I think it's usually then a relationship conflict whether it's with a client or or an um, a colleague and then I kind of tend to shut down. I, I avoid um, having the conversation that I need to have. And then mm. I start thinking I'm a bad person, maybe because I've said something that I felt was unkind. And it, it just sort of spiraled from there. So the relationship and the growth of myself is so, um, is very much intertwined for me. Mm. 
mm. and why I quit jobs and sure yeah i mean that you can see how those two are so inextricably linked and where that conflict comes up and where you try to avoid that and avoid those conversations and and literally just put it off and put it off and and so the conflict becomes even worse or it just doesn't get addressed and and kind of festers underneath so what sort of impact did this this sabotage have on you then you tell us about your experience of sabotage in relationship or in in your own growth how did it impact you um, so in, in my, in my own growth, I would say that the impact was that I, 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 um, I just, I swallowed what I needed to do, what, what my, what my soul or, or I'm not sure what to call it, my inner, my true self, um, said, this is, this is the, the, the direction. And, um, and so I, I would often, yeah, I would go in that direction, but like I said, at some point, it 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 stopped because of a, some kind of a relationship conflict, and so that, of course, then becomes um, yeah a double that that I I felt like I was heading in the right direction, and because I stopped myself through the conflicts, then it just continued this um, the spiral of I'm I'm not good enough and. Um, yeah. And, and so what did that then cause you to experience? Was there some kind of what I would call suffering? Was there kind of, you know, like a long-term sadness or was there breakup of relationships? You know, how did it kind of cause you, what was the impact and suffering that you experienced as a result of the self-sabotage? Okay. So, so, um, there was depression and, um, I, I remember it, it, it got to the point where my dad said something about taking antidepressants and, and, he, we, that was just conversation from from the U.S. coming. Uh, I never went that route because I, I didn't want to be controlled by any medication, and um, so there was definite depression. There were because I felt so crappy about myself. My husband and I, uh, my German husband, here. Um, um, yeah, there there were a lot of conflicts there in in just because of the way i was that i, I started um what do you call it uh, putting myself down and uh, things that were just completely illogical i was i was saying and he was getting tired of hearing them and i didn't know how to get out of it and um and with so with jobs i i would quit um because yeah, that I mean that for me for me was an impact that that I got to the point where I said okay I, I don't know how to deal with this relationship and I was pointing fingers as opposed to looking in me and realizing I didn't realize at the time that there were these voices in my head that I was identifying with and that they they basically were sabotaging yeah the making me or having a, an impact in me having the decision of quitting and mm. or 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 friendships that um that i would stop friendships because i thought at some point this person doesn't like me and so i don't like them and i might start gossiping and i was changing friendships um probably every couple of years thinking okay when i move now i'll make new friends and i knew that this gossiping was a problem mostly for me um and it wasn't necessarily that it was something that was getting around but i felt horrible doing it and I, I didn't it was yeah just because i felt so horrible about myself it was sort of like trying to get somebody in as my tribe to say yeah yeah um then don't don't be with that person anymore come we'll do stuff and and so there were also friendships that were that, that i sabotaged and quit as opposed to you know like just what I would do today, hopefully, is, is have the conversation that I needed to have and, mm. and grow within that friendship. Or, or um, And, and the, the marriage to the German husband, he's my second marriage. So my first marriage, um, there was a lot of disrespect from both of us. And I eventually left that relationship because he had, um, had cheated and and lied and at some point i just thought what well, i can't i can't stay here and disrespect myself so there were there were aha moments here and there in my life where i then moved on but it just took 
such a long time to finally really realize that I had to, I had to look inside and not keep pointing fingers outside. Does that mm. answer the question? Yeah, totally. And, you know, you've got such a deep level of awareness to be aware of that. And I'm sure many of the listeners will really appreciate that they must have compassion for you right now, because to have awareness to that extent where you can really look in the mirror and say, who am I and, and what am I doing here and what's, you know, what's happening and to explore that in that depth takes a lot of courage, actually, and a lot of people don't take that journey. So what sort of things have you done that's helped you then to, to sort of build this awareness and, and heal yourself? What, have, what sort of things have you done to do that? Over, over the years, um, I've, I've done therapy here and there. I did it before I moved to Germany and a couple of times here. And um, the affirmation of it's okay to be who I am um, was there, but it, it didn't really, I'm, I'm an intellectual in the sense that I, ha I have to know certain things and I didn't feel like um, it, that it was bringing me anything. And so about two and a half years ago, three years ago, I was sitting on the couch watching TV and doing something that I've been doing since 16 that's biting my cheeks. And there was such an overwhelm of feeling so sick about my life that I, I knew I didn't, I, I got up off the couch and I told my husband, I, I can't sit here anymore. <clears throat> and from, from there, I started watching, um, yeah, at the time there was, it was on Facebook and I, I can't remember what it's called, but they had a whole bunch of videos from different trainers, from healers, from spiritual people. <clears throat> and before I had, for a year, I had completely ignored the emails from my cousin who was in this direction, mm. just thought it was too woo-woo for me, mm. and, um, and, and started getting into things like positive attraction and practicing that a little bit, learning gratitude, even though I couldn't feel it, just sort of repeating it, and, and it, things started started changing and I had already been doing kundalini yoga for about two years and what happens <clears throat> or what happened to me there was holding a what was breath and in my stomach and my chest particularly I would feel a frustration and an anger because I couldn't hold a position or it was just it was agonizing for my body and for my mind and I, I didn't scream or anything, but I got so angry. And then I just started crying. It was just an instant into tears. And, um, and after that, I felt like a weight had come off my shoulder. And so continuing with that, but um, I wasn't at the, the point where I even really liked it. I just realized that this kind of, that there was something that was happening to me and, and maybe all along I needed to work with my body as well and not just psych psychologically with my mind. Mm. And then um, a book that really changed things was Positive Intelligence where he, um, Shirzad Samin talks about the saboteurs and the judge and um, how we can basically separate these thoughts from our identity. And that was so freeing for me to know, okay, this, I'm a bad person. I'm not a bad person. There are things that I do that are unkind and I don't like, and that's what make, what's causing these feelings and, and thoughts. And, and so basically these voices in my head, the saboteurs, I was able to separate myself. Um, I read the book. Um, I didn't really integrate it, um, but it, it started this, this process. And I actually tried to join the class, but at the time um, there wasn't or they at least said that there wasn't an app for my Samsung um, cell phone. And uh, so from there, I, I was so desperate at that point. And I, I remember an email from Shirzad saying, look, when, when we get the right app, you can take the class for free. And I'm like, oh, but I need it now. And I was just at a point where my voices were so loud and I was so unhappy that yeah, I, I didn't know what to do. And, and then my Kundalini teacher said, why don't you take the training? You're ready, Jody. And so um, I ended up signing up here in Dortmund. Uh, and luckily that class didn't take place. And I actually then ended up going to the teacher of my teacher. 
and she was just an angel. Um, the, the Kundalini training was, there was some talk about God, which in the beginning I was, um, you know, why are we talking about God here? I, I want to be a teacher. That means I need to learn the postures and need to learn how to protect my um, participants. And it was, it was all about turning inward and humility. There, she said the word in German. I didn't know what it was. And, and I asked her and she said, it's humility. And this sort of, you know, bowing, kind of bowing down what, that I had had a, a connection with in, in when I was at college, because I did two years with the Shambhala Center learning meditation, and they were bowing down uh, to, to pictures of the, the, their teacher. And for me, that was, you know, I didn't like that. I, I'm not into religion. Um, I don't like, I, 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 yeah, that, um, not that religion isn't okay, but for me, I, I didn't like this, what is it called? Not duality, um, dog, do, dogmatism. Mm. And um, anyway, so so went through the Kundalini training and that just, that just changed my life. It opened my heart. Um, it made me, I had an experience where I was, um, it always makes me cry, but um, we came out of the forest doing a meditation and um, I, I just came out crying and felt like there was something touching my soul. Wow. And um, I, I couldn't stop crying and I didn't, it felt sad and it felt like I had, I had left something so long ago and, and was just now finding it again. Mm -hmm. And I had my face up to the sun and there was this feeling, it wasn't a voice, it wasn't words, but it was a feeling of welcome home, Jody. And that was so, um, it, it basically brought back spirituality to my life, which I had, I don't know, since the time I was probably 11 or 12, we had stepped out of the church and my mom stayed, but I, I became very stubborn uh, like my father and um, very up lane and um, uh, uh, not avoiding, but you know, like dragging your heels. You, you just, I don't want to hear anything about it. Don't tell me it's not true. And, and so this spirituality was something that I so much needed to, to come back to myself, to open my heart, to make me soft again. And that whole thing came through Kundalini Yoga. And, and now this, um, I, I got the first email, I can't remember when it was, from Shirzad about this course. And because one of the stipulations was that you had to be a coach, an active coach. Well, I'm not an active coach, um, but I thought, okay. Um, well, the first one I ignored because I thought, okay, I'm not an active coach. And then <clears throat> I guess when the cohort, the, the next cohort came up, it would have been four, I think is what we were in. Um, <clears throat> I said, okay, well, I do do some talking to the girls before and after class. Um, mm. There's one particular who brings in lots of issues from her life. And I said, okay, isn't that kind of like coaching? And, and then I remembered that he told me that he would give me this class for free. And so, mm. so I went through it and that was another, this practicing, you know, with the app every day being, being, um, what's the word where, where you committed. Um, and, and <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I found it very enjoyable, particularly now in the Corona time um, that I'm, I'm mostly at home. I, I just, it was so fulfilling to, relearn about these voices, relearn about the sage and looking at these powers. And I'm not completely convinced how to integrate the powers necessarily, but I can see the positive points of looking, you know, like every everybody's um, opinion or belief is at least 10% right. And of course, why not? Um, and being open to that and, and saying, yeah, what I like about that is and then adding my own part to that so yeah, yeah so and here i am um joining up for the coach with lots of fears about selling 
yeah selling myself as a coach well, first of all i mean i have no website i'm i don't even really like sitting on the computer um for too long and so i have lots of fears about that but it's sort of like this you know you hear a leap of fate well jody finally did a leap of faith and i i like i was telling you earlier what better way to um to address my fears of rejection my fears of not being liked by people um, than going through a course with coaches um, and, and a course in, in exactly what made me be able to separate who I am from these, these saboteur voices. Wow, what a journey. I've got so many questions to ask you about, so many points I could pick up on. Um, the, the obvious one for me that I'd just like to explore is the fact that um, you talked about the difference between the organized religion and spirituality. So how would you define that? Because you're, you obviously um, at some point were kind of rejecting or, or, or not accepting the, the teaching of a, an organized religion. And yet you came full circle around to finding your spirituality and kind of reconnecting with that. So tell us a little bit about how you would define the, the kind of difference between the two. Um, I don't know that I can say a whole lot about religion. I, I remember after my, or, or during my first divorce in the U.S., I went, I went to um, a church, and what I heard there was, and it could be that I misunderstood, but what I remember hearing was that, that God has a book for who's going to heaven, and if your name isn't in there, that's just the way it is, and that really turned me off. Um, and so the, the churches that I've been to here, the Protestant churches, they're, they're more um, about normal everyday life and, and the issues that we get into. So maybe I, it, it was just some of my experiences in, in other churches, but but for me, I was just completely turned off and turned off by God. And I think partially because my my father was very angry and said, there can't be a God when my sister got sick um, at, at two. They, they, there was a lot of suffering from my parents' side. And, and I think I just, I took that on. And because my dad was so dominating, anything that had to do with probably a man, <laughs> um, Jesus, God, um, are also re referred to as he. Um, that for me was a rejection, um, don't tell me what to do. And so that was more what I assumed religion was. And I know that it's, it's not <clears throat> that for a lot of people. I don't agree with, with the rules of Catholicism. And um, I, just, I just think that's not okay to give people these regulations of how to run your life because life is so complicated sometimes and so messy that you, you I think you just end up um, with this dogmatism, you end up adding more saboteurs or adding more negativity. So this person has a really hard time accepting themselves. And spirituality for me is finding yourself going, going this inward journey. Um, and I, I know not everyone has had an experience where they feel like they have touched their soul or, um, and I, I wish one, I wish that for everyone just because it, it just, it's like your heart bursts open. And, and so for me, it's, it's this, structured as opposed to just going your path and, and every day taking the next step to being truthful to yourself um being truthful to others of course when you're truthful to yourself and yeah crying finding uh, uh, that that whole thing is just when you when you can cry and open your heart um, I, I don't really know how, how else to put it, but, but you just, you let, you let your, your true self shine again. And it's not 24 hours a day that I feel like I'm shining. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
That's beautiful. And, you know, you, sh you shared so articulately and so vulnerably, and it was very moving when you were sharing your experience of having your face to the sun and you opened your eyes and you were, you know, you just had this overwhelming urge to cry. And, you know, it was, I was, I was moved. I had goosebumps all over when you were talking about that because it was that soul touching you and, and that kind of real embracing of the truth of who you really are and liberating your soul and the soul coming out at last to sort of finally have a voice. And so, what would you say to people that are stuck with those in those voices, those inner voices inside the head? How would you kind of help them to think that there's hope beyond that, that they can ha have that moment that you experienced? I think it takes a lot of stillness. And, and I know that people are busy and I, I was lucky that I didn't have to work. And so particularly, yeah, in, in the Corona time, it's, it's, exceptional now for me to continue my spirituality and my growth but it's not easy for lots of people I know who have kids and the kids are home not in school anymore and they still have to work so just it's so important to find a stillness um, whether that means that you might have to say no um, I can't do this with you right now and go take a walk someplace even if it can't be in the forest um, which is really great, but someplace in nature is really important. Nature is so accepting and you can breathe freely there and there's not someone who's saying, you're not thinking right. Mm. Um, in, in the sense that often with people are afraid of spirituality. When you use that word, there's, there's often a, um, an unwillingness to go there. I think, I don't think people feel it as a fear, but um, I don't need that. You know, that, I guess that's where this woo-woo woo stuff comes from, but yes, um, we need that. And so it, it starts with finding the stillness and you have to find a place where you can be still and, and just sit and, and begin to listen to yourself and begin to be truthful with, with yourself. And it doesn't mean that you have to make any scary decisions like a divorce or um, quitting your job, but just take that step every day, even if it's just 20 minutes of sitting still with yourself. And, and if you just keep taking those steps, things will be shown to you. That's beautiful insight. And what I love about that is it's a real description of where nature is almost perfect place for us to experience life because nature is a wonderful place to create and a wonderful place where you have creation, you have maintenance where things grow and flourish and, and become beautiful in there in, in the natural world. And then of course nature is very destructive. So there's creation, there's maintenance and there's destruction. And it's a little bit like our life where we are creating our lives. We need to maintain that. And at some point we either destroy things through our own sabotage or ultimately our life comes to an end on this planet and, and our journey ends as a human being so there's that kind of creation maintenance and destruction yeah. so you and I have, have met very fortuitously through the work of Sherzad with the positive intelligence looking at the saboteurs and explore, exploring the sage and, and how we develop those uh, powers of empathy and exploration innovation navigation and activation so maybe you could talk a little bit around how those uh, how those sage powers are areas that you're working on and, and how you would describe them um the sage powers and how i'm working on them i'm not sure that i am um i think what 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 i'm mostly really aware of is the pq reps so, mm. so doing mm. the the um mindfulness um, pieces. I'm not very good yet at recognizing and labeling when the saboteurs come in. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm, I think I've always been explored. So that's, I'm, I always have ideas that are coming up, but my, mm. my judge always says, nah, you either have, you don't, don't have the training or you have to have money for that or, um, mm. And so unfortunately, lots of my explorer sage uh, has been getting chopped down from 
from the judge. Mm. And I'm, I'm only really beginning to, I mean, this, this growth that's, that is happening, it's not, um, it doesn't mean that you, you always hear those, those voices, the judge and, and the other Absolutely. side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, can, I can see where, where my growth in, in, in the yoga area has brought me um, leaps and bounds. And yet the mental training, mental fit, fitness start part of that is, is, has still got to be trained. So I'm, mm. I'm not really sure that I'm, that I'm doing much with the sage powers yet. So for you then, really, the, uh, the area that you're focused on is sort of identifying when the sabotaging thoughts are coming up. So you're working on that and trying to improve the labeling of that and spotting that. And then the area around what we would know as self-command, which is kind of focusing in on that stillness and being present and really kind of activating that power of just having empathy for yourself for example is a kind of key one that we we learned very early on in this program so tell it explain to the listeners around self-command and and how you kind of practice the mental fitness how how do you go about doing that so the um the, the labeling like i said i don't i'm still not that that great at but what happens in me is um i i feel it in my chest and in my stomach i i feel um some kind of a um, there's there's fear involved there's um I, I don't really know how to explain it but it's a yucky feeling and when i feel that then i'm i think okay there, there must have been a thought that i wasn't aware of and and i start doing the the pq reps um and i and i like very much the noticing my um, chest or belly moving up and down or feeling the difference of temperature um, in my nostrils as i'm breathing in and out um, and i think i forgot i forgot your question <laughs> what was so that, that? So we were talking about how you would describe the mental fitness and how you describe the self-command and you've done it beautifully of, you know, the, the techniques that we use around that breathing, noticing where we're breathing from, noticing the physical changes, noticing the temperature. And of course, when we're so active in our lives and we're busy, you know, doing our everyday tasks, uh, we get caught up in that cycle of kind of being detached from wow. what, what is tr our truth, which is actually our connection to the world and the universe and the universe experiencing itself through us. And so when we are then taking time out to then reconnect and go back to, okay, well, let's get really present right now. Let's really, and one of the things that Sherzad talks about is wiggling toes and feeling each one of your toes, you know, that to me was just like a, I mean, I, I wiggle my toes and I, I know my feet are there, but to actually sit still for a couple of minutes and just really focus on, okay, my body and being present is a real kind of sense of calmness and a real sense of getting back into that mental fitness, which is so important around how we then create that positive quotient around creating our empathy power and our exploration and really reconnecting with that particularly when problems come up because problems come to challenge us and we get those kind of daily challenges and and things that are always coming up to to cause us tension and causes resistance in what we're going for and then of course there's the underlying kind of beliefs that we have our structure around whether we're good enough or whether we can trust somebody or whether we're worthy all of those beliefs are underlying as well and so all of that kind of comes into this perfect storm of you know creating a lot of distraction and your unconscious goes into survival mode yeah. and your unconscious is like uh, a response that is a reptilian response that can't be helped it just goes into trying to detach you trying to separate you and keep you safe for survival and that's really where the unconscious kind of causes you to detach from what you truly love and what you truly want for yourself and what your soul wants which is why we end up being detached from our soul yeah. so i don't know if you can resonate with that or kind of talk about your own experience in that well what, what you were talking about um being i don't know being outside of yourself so there's um, um, when when people are so busy, and I see myself doing 
this, e even if I'm not working at the moment, just with household tasks or um, I, I, because of Corona, I've, I've been in the house so, so much that I have a bit of a fear sometimes to go downtown. And I'm thinking, well, where is this coming from? I've, I've never had that before. And, and that you, you end up getting so, um, it's almost like, so you have, a, you have a border of your body and then you have all this stimulation in different frequencies um, or energies that are that are coming at you, and and just trying to process all of that, which we actually don't have to, but for, our, our brain does. You know, this constant constant judging of um, whether it's it's a green tree that's an ugly person. I don't like the clothes. Um, oh, they didn't smile at me. This constant noise in your head makes it so hard to get from the outside border back into yourself again. And um, so I, I can imagine, you know, having kids, having a full-time job, having to try not to lose your job to pay off your house or whatever, um, and, and, or not get sick or not make, help make your parents get sick, that, that there are so many fears out there and um, it just doesn't have to be. And, and so this, this, coming back into your into yourself so that often in the beginning of learning meditation or these pq reps you don't really know what that feels like and there's a huge difference for me between when i'm when when i'm in my head and still rubbing my fingers together but my focus is not on my fingertips my focus is whatever it is i'm thinking about so first of all realizing I'm still making plans in my head. I'm not really being in, I'm not joining myself on the inside. And I think that's one of the first hurdles and just to be this empathy. I have no problem having empathy with myself anymore. Um, I still, of course, get the, the I'm not good enough thoughts, but I don't have, I feel empathy for me and for, and for others. I've always been that way. Mm. Um, e even through the unkind words that I that I say have or have said, um, so so I think just to have empathy, just to be patient about this is a long process. If you think how how long we have wrapped these protective shells around us, just be patient about starting to unravel them, and it's so worth the trip. My dad once said to me after I got my first divorce and we were talking about therapy and he had been um, basically mentally abused by his father and had exactly these feelings that I have of not being good enough. And I, I said to him, maybe, maybe you should go to therapy. And he said, no, I'm, he, 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 he thought he was too old. I think he, how old would we have been? He, yeah, probably 60 at that time. Um, I'm, I'm too old. And he said, I don't, I don't want to, stir up any of those negative emotions well um it's so worth it and and it 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 doesn't um what you put yourself through by holding on to these this negativity whether it's you're blaming something somebody for what happened to you or you did something um it takes so much more energy to keep those down inside than it does to start being still and start coming into yourself and feeling your body. And that's why yoga I think is so important because the body, we, I'm, I'm sure of this, that we store this negativity in our body and it, so it has to come out of the body as well. And so body work, whatever that means, it could mean a walk, a very slow walk in the woods where you're feeling your feet at every, every step of the way. Um, it's so important and it's, it's so, if you go to your deathbed and you say, boy, I wish I had done that. Um, just please don't, <laughs> that I'm, I, I work on my dad in, in soft ways and we've had good talks. And even though he still has a problem with, with looking at some things, it's not my, he's, he's not, I'm, I'm he's, what do I want to say? I don't have to fix him. Mm -hmm. My changing, my, my becoming softer, my not having to react to 
what he says to me or playing um, the daughter role, that, that has all changed um, a lot. And, and like I said, you, you, you take, I think I'm taking two steps forward and one step back, not one step mm. forward, two steps back. Mm. Um, but the, the getting started is just really important. Very good. And, and, and the, the, um, there, there's, there's two things I just want to mention. One is that mm. the TEDx talk that Shirzad Shamin did. Mm. And that is so moving when he reads these cars, cards from CEOs who talk, who, who anonymous, anonymously wrote things like, I don't want to die alone and unloved my, like my father, mm. or um, I'm afraid that my materialism is hurting my children. And the other thing is um, um, there's, a, there's a movie that you can find on YouTube for free called Finding Joe. And mm. it has to do with Joseph Campbell mm. and his work, but it's all kinds of, um, I think not only spiritual leaders, but, but people um, um, who, who have found spiritualism for them. Um, and, and it talks about the, the, um, these myths um, things like like Star Wars or um, any any movie where it talks about a hero's journey, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's so valuable to look at the things that they're saying in there. That that mm-hmm. you can start at any time, and you can go through your hero's journey, yeah. and your and that it's not where when I get to this point. I'm going to be totally happy. It's I'm mm-hmm. going to have this adventure. There's going to be some tough stuff there and I'm going to get through it on the other side and I'm going to feel so much more energetic, so much more loving, so much more um, what's the worst con- conscious about mm-hmm. me and what I'm doing and how I am with people. And then you go through your next adventure and your whole life is the, the hero's journey. Absolutely. Um, Definitely recommend that. It's one of my favourite topics, the hero's journey, and uh, and just exploring that whole element of you know denying your own greatness, and you know we see it in the movie with with Luke Skywalker where the uh, Jedi trainer comes to him, Obi Wan Kenobi, and he says, "You must train as a Jedi Knight. You know, you must follow the your your calling." And Luke Skywalker turns around and says, "I'm too busy with chores," you know. And the next scene, literally within a few moments his chores are now no longer relevant because his family's wiped out and he he then goes in search of, you know, the answers to, you know, find his calling. So that whole denial of our greatness, I think, is part of that human journey. And for those uh, people, listeners who are not familiar with Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, he studied all of the philosophies and all of the religions and many other things around mythology and and all of those uh, great classics. And he came up with a structure, a pattern that he noticed that exists across all of those teachings around the human journey that we have to experience some form of suffering and we have to go on our own to be able to understand where our strength is and reconnect with that and overcome our our nemesis and overcome what I call taming the dragon. This is my favorite part of the coaching I do is taming people's dragons to really not slay the dragon but to actually tame it and go beyond it and reach into the the treasure that lies beyond which is the the greatness and enlightenment that we can achieve through the hero's journey so i'm really glad you mentioned that it's a it's a beautiful reminder and and about the 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 dragon i was watching um this finding joe again today that and and it's also in um in uh, after luke skywalker cuts off um what was his name the bad guy Oh, Darth Vader. Yeah, cuts off his head yeah. and, and yeah. the mask reveals that it was oh, yeah. his face. And also oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. finding Joe, um, he, this, this boy is, is fighting a, a demon, basically. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, um, and when the mask is, is taken off, it's revealed that it's him. So these demons that we are fully afraid of and, and fighting are actually, I think, these saboteurs in our head. Yeah, I think particularly in um, episode, oh, I can't remember which one it is actually, but one of the episodes, one of the films is where um, he has the fight with Darth Vader and then discovers that Darth Vader was his father. So that's the one maybe that uh, you're referring to. But uh, uh, yeah, when he cuts off the head, the the mask um, 
somehow melts off and reveals that it's him. Ah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, exactly. Not Darth Vader, but it's that, um, that episode. Yeah, wow. So um, just kind of summing up and wrapping up, what, what would you say to people, to the listeners who, you know, might be experiencing self-sabotage? What could you tell them that would help them to really connect with something beyond that and reach beyond the self-sabotage? Just in a few words. Um, I, th I think that it's really important to not identify with those as you, to know that you are born perfect. You are born a sage and we develop these the saboteurs as a way of, of protection and it's completely normal to do that. And at some point we can wake up and realize that we don't have to go that route anymore, that we can choose a route that actually fulfills. We don't have to fulfill anything maybe other than have a human experience here. So there's no need to say, oh, I don't know what my, what, what do I have to fulfill? What am I gonna have to do? Just just take that first step and 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 i i really believe in it i feel like that it may not be tomorrow that something is shown to you but when you take those steps um things come to you that bring you to the next to the next level or to the next whatever it is you need if it's a book or or something and and you can look away you cannot take an opportunity that's there maybe because you don't feel ready or you're scared or you don't realize that that's an opportunity for you and it'll come back again maybe in a different mm. form but it'll come back again and so just start that journey yeah <laughs> to love love yourself forgive yourself even even if it means you know i, I had to forgive myself before i could for, forgive my dad because i continued what I got from him. So hmm. first I had to forgive myself. That's beautiful, Jody. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And I really appreciate your vulnerability and the integrity of which you showed up to be so honest and to share from your heart all the stories about your own journey and also the, the sharing of what you've done to overcome it and some of the advice that you've left with our listeners. So thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, for those people that are listening, I'll include some links of how you can connect with Jody, if you want to follow up and talk to her about any of the experiences she's had um, and if you want to ask any questions please feel free to send any comments or feedback and uh, we really enjoy and appreciate you listening to this topic of self-sabotage so stay tuned for another episode soon thanks for listening and take care and keep keep safe <laughs>